You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, welcome to Comeback City, where we explore Detroit's past, present, and future. Today, we are talking about Orchestra Hall, a magnificent structure and a wonderful, wonderful venue. Uh, we also have a guest today. We have Chelsea Cree Groen, who is a performer with Hello Dolly, which will be at the Fisher Theater on November 19th through December 1st. I'm Linda Shepard, and with me today is my co-host, Ed Rohart. Hey, Ed. Uh, hi, Linda. So, um, Chelsea, how you doing? Uh, Chelsea, um, I know you're a performer in Hello, Dolly. And yes. uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? And also, um, you're from Michigan. You're from Dearborn? Is that true? I I am from Phoenix. So I went to college at University of Michigan. And uh, my mother-in-law and my my husband's parents live there oh in Dearborn so I will be essentially in Dearborn yeah so she works for the University of Michigan and he works for the city of Dearborn actually um and it's just going to be so nice to be able we were planning on going to Michigan for Thanksgiving before I even got this job and now it just the timing could not be more perfect that sounds great to be feel like I'm back at the holidays yeah yeah, for Thanksgiving and, and Michigan really, I mean, I just, even though I just lived there for four years, it really does feel like coming home. Oh, that's oh, great. That's nice. Yeah. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about Hello, Dolly and what your role is. Yeah. So Hello, Dolly is just, it's the ultimate musical comedy. Um, it centers around Dolly Levi, who is a matchmaker, among many other things, and um, it starts off with her setting up, um, there's a, a big match between my best friend and employer, Irene Malloy, um, and this half a millionaire who's significantly older than her. And I, my character, I play Minnie, and I work in the hat shop, um, and I just am not happy with that marriage. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't approve. And uh, however, um, Dolly sort of has a, a big another other plans in store, and she ends up setting up my character and Irene with these two men from Yonkers who are in the city, and sort of I just become swept up in this new adventure and my eyes are are open to a whole new world of love and joy and you're singing and dancing through it oh my gosh so much singing <laughs> and dancing it is the dancing is unbelievable really honestly the the men in the show and the ensemble do the most dancing and i do not know how they do it um i'm just in awe of them um, but everybody sings and dances. It's so funny. Something people don't really realize how low Dolly um, is going to be hilarious. But the it's audience funny. is just falling out of their seats laughing really? every single night. Um, and it's we're laughing on stage <laughs> because <laughs> everyone, the cast is just unbelievable and so funny. And we're all just having such a good time. 
Oh, it sounds great. That's got to be quite, you know, an accomplishment to, okay, sing and dance at the same time. Time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have a lot of student loans from the University of Michigan. (laughs) So Chelsea was... You at U of M. You were in. Uh, you were in the drama program. I was a musical theater major. Uh huh. Okay. Great. Oh yeah. my gosh. So my whole life, really, I I have been singing and dancing from a very young age. My mom put me into ballet classes when I was literally two years old. Ah. Um, I was always just putting on shows in our living room, and I just, I just always knew from a very young age that this is what I wanted to do, and. Um, you know, have had so many unbelievable teachers and it will be so special to have my, my teachers from school, um, come see the show. Oh, that'll be great. Um, this is your dream come true. Yeah. How wonderful. Because I, I, you know, I saw the shows at the Fisher when I was a student. Um, and now I get to be on the stage. So wonderful. it'll be really, really special. Now, are are you in the, um, the national touring company or? Yes, it's a national tour, but it's the same production that was on Broadway. Um, it won lots of Tony Awards. Um, and it, so that, that production that it, the show closed in New York. And now we are on the road sharing the story and production with people across America. Oh, wonderful. So how many stops do you have on your, your tour? There are a lot. This The tour is in its second year, um, and a lot of the cast, about half of the cast is new, including myself and um, our new dolly, Kirley Carmelo. Um, so, so there were half of the people were doing it all last year. Um, but this will be my, Detroit will be my, I think, seventh stop, wow. um, seventh city. Um, and then we continue through May 2020. So I, I, I did count, and I think we go over. To, we we are. I'm going to be going to like 24 different cities. Or oh, my like oh my goodness! Wow! Wow! Yeah. But it's great that you get to be with relatives over Thanksgiving. You know that's, oh, that's it's very so, nice. Yeah, it could not have worked out better. That's wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm how do, so how excited does it, to go back. How does it work as a uh, part of a married couple when you know you're you're sort of a gypsy moving from your town husband, to town? Does he is he come a performer and, too? Is he a performer? Does he come and see you, or do you commute? Or? Really? Yeah, he um, he's a music director, so he's in the business. So he he's not he doesn't really do stuff on stage, but more you know in the pit. He's conducting or playing piano, um, but you know, it's just, it's just the nature of the business. Yeah, you know, this sure. is sort of what we signed up for. We knew we did. We met, met in college at University of Michigan. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so we've just, we've, you know, we've known that this is what we're, this is what we signed up for. Um, <laughs> and you made and it work. Understand, but we get to also, you know, see each other every few weeks. We also have our dog and we're sort of trading back and forth with her. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we're we're learning and and we're pretty good at long distance just because we've been we've been in the biz business for for a while. So it That's does seem like the nature of the game. But I want to get yeah. back to singing and dancing at the same time. Okay, and let me you know <laughs> understand this even more. This is like a period play, so you are wearing a great big dress on top of this, oh right? Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> people don't realize our dresses. My dress weighs 
that and that I do the most dancing in weighs 15 pounds. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It's like it's like 10 pounds of like butt pads. <laughs> the bustle. Um, this huge bustle. Like bouncing around, running around. I actually have to carry my male scene partner across the stage. I you drag do? him across the stage in my dress. Oh my gosh. Um, so we're getting a workout. I bet. Sure. It sounds yeah. like an Olympic event. You need to do some major training for this. <laughs> oh, part. I bet. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I actually, uh, when I'm not doing a show, I am a personal trainer. So it Are kind you of, really? It kind of worked out. <laughs> it's probably a I lot have, of breathing have... techniques. Yeah, I always wondered how you can be doing strenuous dancing yes. and singing. I mean, I get winded. Just with the exercise, yeah, I can't part. walk and I can't walk up the stairs <laughs> oh and talk. God. I mean, it's but so to funny. sing, I mean, I'm not even doing like the most crazy dancing, but I'm honestly, I'm in awe when I the there's this scene. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hello Dolly, but there's a scene I've that seen the takes, movie. most of actually <laughs> takes place in this restaurant, the Harmonia Gardens, and there's all there's these waiters. They call it the waiters' gallop, and they are like jumping and flipping and running around oh for like gosh. 10 minutes without a break and like throwing plates in the air and it's it's insane and i'm literally just sitting backstage doing nothing but <laughs> i i do dance i do sing and dance um i have noticed this but, as um, a trend though with like the male dancers i think i saw newsies a year or two ago and i could not believe yeah. all the flipping and jumping and it's, this was more gymnastics than very, dancing very athletic yeah. oh my gosh yeah, yeah it Bouncing, is i mean it's a flipping. sport for sure i yeah. mean we, like you have to train i we all take you I know bet. dance classes and everybody I mean everybody of course is very physically fit and like works out you know during the day but it's sort of sort of a balance trying to figure out like how to prepare yourself but not be you know but have the energy to be able to do yeah. the show every night so you do the we show we also have a physical therapist who travels with us that's probably <laughs> a really <laughs> that's, good that's idea good. yeah well I would imagine you you're under you have to have a pretty strong Understudy yeah. crew, right? Injuries. Uh, yeah, to fill in if needed. <laughs> They're wonderful. Yeah, we all have understudies because you never know what's going to happen, um, be, especially with traveling. But um, I have not, knock on wood, I've not had to call out yet, but... But I'll be so excited for when my understudies get to go on because they're both wonderful. Oh, oh God. That's God. great. How big a cast is it? It's big. There's uh, 32 in the cast. Wow. 32? And then 32. we travel, yeah, we travel with musicians and tech people, um, our dressers and wig people. So total traveling, there's 65. Oh um, so it's, yeah, we're all traveling big together. Big yeah. Oh. Where do you go after Detroit? After Detroit, we go to Cincinnati, so just very close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you get there and then? We're taking the bus. You take we're the bus? We're taking the bus. Usually, yeah, we 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 fly unless it's, you know, easier. It makes more sense to Are these like to co- concert buses, you know, like you'd that's have for... We, yeah. <laughs> the rock bus. The, the rock <laughs> bus, bus. Uh, you know, that's With painted up on the side. And, and, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They're very normal buses. Okay. <laughs> there's usually two, and it's really funny. A lot of people on the tour have dogs. They call really? it Hello Doggy. Oh, really? um, so there's there's a 
there's a dog bus and then a non-dog oh, bus. Oh, that, that, that is too good. Yeah. That is a riot. So where do they put yeah. where do they put the cast up uh, in Detroit? Do people just find their own places or Yeah, you... well, it's sort of up to you. We get a weekly per diem um and they have they provide two housing options. So I they're usually their hotels they, that they provide um, and one, I think the options here are like one is in Dearborn and one is in Detroit. But of course, I'm staying with my yeah, because um, I can stay for free. That's <laughs> Might right. As well. uh-huh. Yeah. Although we do yeah. have some fancy, beautiful, we've got new some wonderful hotels. new options for. Uh, oh, just in the yeah. past year, we have three gorgeous new hotels right downtown. Oh, that's good. You might want to check them I'm out. I'm excited <laughs> to see how Detroit has changed since it, I've been there. Because yeah. It is I know changing people are so passionate about so quickly. About, that, that's why we do this podcast yeah, and Comeback it's City. Co- Comeback City because yeah. there are yeah. major changes happening. And we can barely keep up with it ourselves. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's been great I'll talking to you. Um I yeah. I did want to I did want Chelsea, I did want to ask you like on your dancing, um which I'm sure is very accomplished. What kind of dancing is it in Hello Dolly? It's a period piece and I know Gower the great Gower champion, the choreographer from the yeah. 50s and 60s, you know, did the original choreography. Is it like um, you know, how would you describe the the kind of numbers that that you do on stage? There you know, it's, yeah, so Gower Champion, it's inspired, very much inspired by his original choreography, but mm-hmm. then it was also kind of revamped by Warren Carlyle, who okay. won the Tony okay. um, for it, and um, it's it's a little bit of everything. We are doing, we are polkaing, there is some, there's lots of waltzing, there's some little soft shoe tapping, um, it's just like big musical theater dancing, right. um, but it's it's definitely with added flips and, and every jazz, you know, there's, there's a little yeah. bit of everything. And it's coming full circle because uh, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, Detroit was the very first place that it was performed in tryouts. Yes. Yeah. I at the Fisher. At, at the Fisher. And then it went on to Washington DC. And, and I think at the beginning there were, it was a little bit rough and they had to do, you know, work some things out. They added uh, the big show stopping song and, uh, before it debuted on Broadway, and of course it was a huge hit with Ten Tony. So, uh, but yes, yeah, this this is where it all began. It was their first out of town tryout. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be so cool. It you really know, well. Uh, I heard. I just heard the story that they like. They wrote. He wrote before the parade passes by, which is like oh, such right. a famous number. Right, like very last minute in the middle of the night right. before during previews, like in Detroit. So it's. That's so, it's so cool. Yeah. And I think it started, had, had a different working title. And then Louis Armstrong came out with the Hello Dolly oh, song. That great and uh, I think David Merrick, the producer, you know, said, let's oh, call yeah. it that. <laughs> How yeah. cool. That's wow, great. I know that. Yeah. yeah. It just seems very classic Broadway. Too. It does. It's really, it's the ultimate musical. Like it's everything you could ever want between the costumes and the dancing and you know, this, all the songs that you'll recognize and mm-hmm. just, it's so, it's just pure joy and you just leave like so happy and singing. It's the best. Well, I'm going to see it on media night, so I'm uh, very excited. Oh, good. And I'll, sure. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah I'll be, be in the audience. It's absolutely great. 
Well, make sure you say hi after the show. I will do that. Great. Well, thank you again, Chelsea. Uh, you've made us yes, very yes. Uh, excited about Hello Dolly coming to Detroit. It sounds it sounds really fun. It does. It does. Great. I'm looking forward oh, to it. Oh, good. I can't wait to see you guys there. All Great. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Chelsea. Bye-bye. Um, I should also mention, just as an aside, uh, because we've um, talked a lot about Broadway in Detroit and the wonderful productions that they're bringing here. Uh, just next week, uh, there's going to be a, a terrific production of um, uh, August Wilson play Jitney down at the Music Hall. And I'm going to see that. And I'm really That'll looking forward to it. Yeah, It looks really good. Uh, because it's, you know, he, he did, he's probably best known for the, uh, his, his uh, Tony winning play Fences, which became a right. movie. Uh, but he has a whole cycle that um, talks about the, you know, the contemporary black struggle in the 20th right. century and uh, just superb acting and is performances. Jimmy, is it about um, taxi drivers? Taxi drivers, right. yeah, uh, un- unlicensed taxi drivers trying to eke out a living. And I think he sets most of his things in his hometown of Pittsburgh. Uh, and so it explores, uh, black life, just modern working class life and the hardships and joys that come along with that. But, uh, it's, it's usually a, a vehicle for real powerhouse performances. So looking well, forward to it. Like we've said many times, we have quite the theater, uh, option available we here do. in Detroit. We, we really do. do. We, I mean, we, we get first class. Yeah, we're theater. not we're not the sticks when it comes no, to we are uh, not. when it comes to uh, Thank music you Broadway and in Detroit very much. And we're going to move now to our subject um which is also you know performance orchestra hall which we love. We, we love orchestra hall so we much. We do. We're so lucky. <laughs> we are so lucky. It is just a magical place. It is, you know, and I don't think people really, I don't know, I think they get it confused with, you know, the opera house. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't quite understand exactly what Orchestra Hall is. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about it. That's right. Um, and I know we've both been there uh, recently. And so we're pretty familiar with it. I love it. I love Orchestra Hall. So do I. I mean, you know, I don't care what you see there. Um, it's wonderful. So let's start with the history of Orchestra Hall. Um, so first came the symphony, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about how Detroit began to become, uh, you know, an industrial and economic powerhouse. Started as just this small kind of provincial frontier town, but had a great location on the Detroit River, you know, and um, it began to grow. And then with the Industrial Revolution, and particularly uh, the, you know, the invention of the motor car, uh, suddenly people came flocking to Detroit, you know, and just exponential growth and everything. And naturally, they wanted to have a world-class city. Culture. And, and that meant having culture, too, uh, not just having people coming in, but all the things that the people demanded. And one of those were, you know, an expansion in the arts, and that included music. And 
uh, a symphony. So um, way back in the 19th century, you know, there were there was a move to uh, begin to early 1900s form yeah. a, an orchestra. Yeah. So um, 1919, theater architect C. Howard Crane, who we have talked about mm-hmm. on our movie palaces, right? Uh, episode uh, built orchestra hall. Five months to complete. Um, yeah, well, they you know they wanted to they wanted to get a big name, and one of the biggest names in um, uh, in the music world, uh, of course, that was all centered in Europe. Then was a Russian named uh, Osip Gabrilowicz. Good job with the pronunciation. Yeah. and Mr. Gabrilowicz was a uh, virtuoso musician. He was also a friend of Gustav Mahler and um, Rachmaninoff and and some of the major composers of the time. And uh, he was a real known name. So the Detroit founders thought, wouldn't it be great if we could get someone of his stature here? So they offered him, you know, a, a chance to come to Detroit to you know, run the the, um, the the orchestra and conduct it. But he said he would only do it if we could construct a world-class facility for him, to, for his orchestra to play in because we didn't have anything that even no. began to approach a European concert hall. And they said, okay. And, you know, when you think of it now, when you talk about – taking five, six years to complete a structure. Um, they did this. They did this in five months, right? Yeah. Four or five Quick. months. And um, hired C. Howard Crane, who had, you know, was known for his movie palaces. Right. But he did know something about acoustics. And, of course, he created the ultimate acoustical um, facility with Orchestra Hall one of the best in the in the world. You know, and that's what mostly we hear about, how the acoustics are perfect. I mean, the building is gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. a 2,000-seat uh, concert hall, and I just, you know, usually when I go, I sit up in the balcony, but, mm-hmm. you know, you get this gorgeous view of all the arches and the boxes and the right. beautiful stage. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's... It's lovely, and it it has plenty of beautiful decor, but it's not overdone. It's not it's over understated. the top. It's, it's not a Fox Theater. It's, it is not the Fox uh, Theater. No, it is. Um, it's visually stunning, but it doesn't take anything away from the music. Okay, uh, and the outside, it, it's in a, a, a very restrained. Uh, kind I think that's of formal, why people don't know it's there yeah, because it's, you, it basically just looks like. Another boxy building. Right. Yeah, but it, but it, it, you know, it's classy in front, but it's in a Beaux Arts style, which right. we've talked about. Yes. but it's, uh, you know, it's not super ornamented. Uh, ornamented. There's not a it's huge not. marquee. You know, it's understated, and part of that was uh, that they build it so quick. And part of it was that C. Howard Crane said, "Look, we're going to put all of our money on the insides, make it beautiful, comfortable." And make it acoustically wonderful, uh, so it's a great place for a concert. And you know, I've read that uh, because it's just a box, like a mm-hmm. shoe box, mm-hmm. that shape is actually better for sound travel. 
yeah. than a fan shape, which a right. lot of other concert venues right. are kind of built around. Yeah, it's not so wide that the sound right. gets lost in the wings, you know, and bounces around. You know, I, like I said, I like to sit in the balcony, and mm-hmm. I, I did get really nosebleed seats recently, uh, way up at the top, right next to the wall. And um, I was sitting near uh, some people that were also sitting there, and they said, these were their favorite seats. Yeah. There was something about sitting next to the wall mm-hmm. that the sound bounced back or something. That's, okay, sort of a reverberation. A little yeah. bit, I oh, guess. Wow. You know, I mean, that's a little high up, and you know, you're kind of packed in there right mm-hmm. next to the wall. But you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna sit in a in a seat where you can't hear. No, just as well as if you were in the second that's, row. That's that's right. Uh, in fact, I the last time I went, which was just a week ago, my wife and I went down. What did you uh, uh, hear? Well, it was a uh, a concert. Um, the the great uh, early twentieth century, late nineteenth century German composer Richard Strauss, uh, probably. People would recognize, would tend to recognize his also Sprach Zarathustra, which is the, uh, the opening theme 2001, to 2001. Space yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he did some major works. And, yeah. Ta da. <laughs> um, and this, this is, um, uh, one of his, Great works uh, called uh, Death and Transfiguration, and it's really about an end-of-life experience. Oh. Yeah. In fact, it was kind of amazing because it's about a, a man dying and, you know, then his soul being transformed. Oh. And, and uh, on his deathbed, actually, with his daughter at his side, he turned to her and he said, it's just like in my piece. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which my is, gosh. Which is pretty amazing. So uh, – so yeah, that's very moving. And uh but I think my favorite part of the concert was there were two pieces by the 20th century Russian composer um Prokofiev. And one was this sublime um violin concerto, which was just beautiful. In fact, the artist and I'm forgetting his name, but I think he was from um he had an English sounding name, but I think he was actually maybe Romanian. Uh, but he's played all over Europe. Uh, they brought him back. The audience brought him back, uh, with a standing ovation three times. So it, it was, it was wonderful. But, you know, my wife and I both did kind of a, a little experiment where we closed our eyes for a while. And we were up, you know, like you, we weren't in the very last row, but we were in the mid balcony, which is pretty high up. Yeah. And closed our eyes, and you do not have a sense. I mean, you could be right there. You're right there. Right there in front. I mean, you no. you don't miss any sounds. No. Yeah, it it's is perfect. wonderful. Well, my last uh, visit to Orchestra Hall was a little bit of a different concert. It was Ladies of Soul, and it was absolutely wonderful. Oh, cool. Of course, Aretha Franklin. Um but also Adele, Amy Winehouse. Um, oh, neat. It was it was a great concert. I went with a group of ladies 
And they were rocking out at that concert. They were having the time of their lives. It was absolutely wonderful. And I'm looking forward to, I think, next month, the uh, Paul Simon song, songbook yes, should be I saw very that's good. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, you know, I have a tendency to go maybe for a little more of the pop concert, mm-hmm. but um, everything. Well, I like those too. I mean, uh, a few months ago, we went to the. Um, um, the Over the Rainbow oh, uh, the right. song, songs from Wizard of Oz yes. or that have worked its, their way into the, the greater culture. And you sat in the box for that, we which did. I'm so jealous yeah, about. Yeah, we actually got uh, wonderful tickets from uh, um, my my uh, daughter-in-law's mother who couldn't use them, and they she had won them in some lottery. So, I mean, we had... You know, started out with charcuterie trays and wine and everything, and then moved to these private boxes. Yeah, Yeah, it was. I I really felt like I was in uh, at the Paris Opera or something. You know. But, you know, they offered so much there. I know um, uh, several years ago we took my grandson to a Tiny Tot concert Yeah, over in the Cube. And that was just wonderful. We've taken our grandkids too, and it's just terrific. It's very interactive because it's an intimate space, you know, so much fun. And they – the Detroit Repertory Theater uh, puts on plays there too. So that's a wonderful – you know, up close and personal thing for uh, like a like a, uh, a small drama. You know, oh, not yeah. just music too. Right. You know, and and even <clears throat> like the Tiny Tat concert, which I think was designed for preschoolers, it was the kind of thing that I love, which little kids love and parents love. You know, all ages, which is mm-hmm. my favorite kind of family entertainment. It's mm-hmm. not where the parents are dying. You know, that they're stuck. You know, watching. The Transformers, or I don't know, you <laughs> right. know, or and it's not like the kids are squirming because it's over their head. No, it's something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, and they usually in their programming will make sure that they have things that will appeal to all of those different age groups and can be really participatory. I mean, I'd like to go to some of the young people's concerts, even though my grandchildren live on the other side of the country by myself, because mm-hmm. I would love to go see. The music of Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that right. sounds like a great concert. Oh to yeah, me. absolutely. And you know, since for the the last um, few years, a few years ago, they built adjacent to the uh, orchestra hall, the wonderful um, um, Fisher Center. Um, Max Fisher, Matt Max, and Marjorie Fisher. Yes, and uh, so it's it's adjacent, so that. Um, you also have all of the, you know, you have like lounge area, uh, you know, bar area, they uh, balconies, uh, and you can actually enter the theater from the side. So it's not like um, a mad crush of people in a traditional older theater. Um, it's uh, because it's very sleek, modern design, uh, and it complements wonderfully with the, you know, the classic Beaux-Arts style right next door. You just kind of move from one into I, the other. It's a, it's a gorgeous venue. It really mm-hmm. is. And the, the the parking is adjacent and back. They have right a, so uh, a multi-tier parking right. garage, so you just basically walk That makes right it in. very easy, although yeah. I've also taken the fast bus. The fast bus there, and the queue line too. stops yeah, right, right in there. front. Uh-huh. It's a great location. So um, in one of my favorite spots in Orchestra Hall is also 
I think it's called the Paradise Lounge, and the, and mm-hmm. that has to do with its history. Sure, as um, the Paradise Venue was it called the Paradise the Lounge, Paradise Theater. or it was just called the Paradise the, the, Theater? Yeah. So so what happened here? I mean. The symphony left Orchestra Hall in 1939. Yeah, well, you know, it's the depression. The depression. It, yeah, it, you know, it, it. They always say when, uh, you know, that when the nation gets a coal, Detroit gets pneumonia, and the depression was hard everywhere, but it was right especially there. hard here. It's it's no coincidence. That after, you know, this huge building boom of all these wonderful buildings that, that we talk about, about week after week. I know. That there was nothing built for 20 years, you yeah. know, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, nothing. And um, so it was just a, a city, a major city trying to hold on to whatever they could um, during the Depression. And so they could no longer, uh, you know, afford to, um, you know, to – perform at the at the orchestra hall and they wound up going to all kinds of other different venues they were at the masonic temple for a while they uh performed at all sorts of different places the music hall um but wherever they could you know and uh so during this interim time uh the building did see use as uh, a venue for jazz and black artists and it was renamed during this period of time the Paradise Theater. Right. And became, you know, really well known for some of the major um, African-American musical acts. Jazz. I mean, yeah. Uh, Blues. Ella rhythm. Fitzgerald. Yep. Uh, you know. Everybody. Cab, yeah. Duke Ellington, Cab Calloway. And so it uh, – and, and, of course, the, the name was because of the very – closely adjacent neighborhood called, you know, Paradise Valley and the uh, traditional black bottom. And back in the days of, you know, racism, uh, you know, it that's where African-Americans lived and it, they had a very vibrant culture there. And, and uh, so the Paradise Theater, you know, really was uh, an important venue. Um, like the Apollo Theater, like the Apollo in, in Harlem. Harlem, yeah, Detroit's yeah. answer, yeah, absolutely. basically. And right. we have had a very, very vibrant, and because of that, uh, it probably American saved community. Orchestra Hall during that period from completely, right. completely being yes. destroyed or repurposed yeah. or something. Um, but then afterwards, after that left. Um, it closed. It closed in 1950, and it was one of you know it was one of the great hulking, <laughs> yeah, deteriorating, uh, yeah, deteriorating, yeah. The roof caving, slated in. for demolition. So you know the 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 saving of Orchestra Hall is one of the um, one of the great revitalizations and uh, you know, comeback comebacks uh, of the city. And we can name some others, you know, the Opera House and oh, things absolutely. like that. But, I mean, the very fact that they could bring this jewel of a theater back to, you know, the, its heights of glory is, you know, beyond amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I... And, you know, not only bring it back, but also... Um, Extend it. Extend it. Expand it. Yes. And keep its charm and its perfect mm -hmm. acoustics. Right. Right. 
And it's history, that little paradise mm-hmm. lounge that's up on the um, kind of, is it the second floor? Right. I always go through it when I go to my balcony seats mm-hmm. and they've got little tables and chairs. And then they also have kind of a history wall of pictures right. and a, a timeline. And it's right. so interesting. And they have, uh, and in, they have a number of different packages, um, uh, you know, for, for their different concert series that you can choose. Yes. And one of them is the Paradise Jazz Series. That's right. You know, throughout the year where they get, you know, major acts coming in. Um, Diane Reese is coming pretty soon. And, um, anyway, a, a lot of, of really big names. So, uh, they're very much aware of their history and what an important part that is of it. And so they maintain that in their programming. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's interesting that the DSO, Detroit Symphony Orchestra, even during all these good times and bad times, um, we're still making w- records. In fact, um, I think they have the record, they have the, uh, the record, so to speak, of having produced the most recordings of any major symphony. Wow. Uh, during the, the 20th century. Uh, now they currently, um, are on the Naxos, uh, classical label, and they're still recording. In fact, um, I think they they used to do a lot of their recording. I, I think maybe at Masonic. I don't know if they do the do it now in 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 the hall itself. It would make sense that they would. And it is totally world class. <clears throat> I mean, it really is. I mean, one of the other things that I like um, is their little gift shop there. Oh yeah, it's it's great. It's charming and lots of fun little. You know, gift items and mementos and, you know, it's lovely. A lot of things for kids mm-hmm. and it, it's a, it's just a great little place. Now, in, in 2010 and 11, uh, there, there was another, we felt that maybe it was in jeopardy again because there was a major musician strike. Right. And it was actually shut down for a while. And... Uh, Fortunately, they were able to come to agreement with kind of a influx from the community and everything, and uh, a lot of sacrifice from the musicians. I'm sure. Yeah. In fact, the night that um, uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, when my wife and I were there, um, they made an announcement at the beginning that um, the the concert that night uh, was going to be um, how did they put it um, a complimentary from oh, really? from the uh the 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 symphony musicians so uh they were doing that gratis you know and just talking to chelsea earlier about um hello dolly you know show business <laughs> is not an easy profession first it of all is. it's incredibly you know competitive but you know you're always working on the weekends at night mm-hmm. uh, yeah you're traveling. And you're never going to strike it rich like a no, rock star. No. Not that, you know, many people. Yeah. So, Yo-yo mom, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. So being That's a, one a, a superstar classical musician, I mean, you know, they they're, they make a living wage. But, you know, it's a Plus tremendous it's, amount of work and yeah, skill and, and effort. Yeah, and so competitive. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, but it's the... um. It's Symphony Hall. I mean, it's Orchestra Hall's. See, I'm saying it myself. Orchestra Hall's 100 year anniversary. It is. So they're doing a lot of things, and um, in fact, in the uh, the programs that you get, 
uh, they highlight those pieces that were first performed in the first year. And um, one of them was, in fact, the the Strauss uh Piece the 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, not not the 2001, but the one that we saw, the death, oh, okay. death and transfiguration. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the reasons they did it was it was one of the major works they did in their first year. Of course, then the composer was actually still alive, and you know it had only been written not that not that much earlier. So this was a uh, uh, another kind of cool thing about that concert. You know, that area of Detroit is, you know, where Orchestra Hall is located Mm -hmm. is right in the center of Midtown. Mm -hmm. And am I wrong, but is has Midtown kind of been leading comeback, the comeback of Detroit? I mean, it seems like it started in Midtown. It it really kind of has. It kind of has. And it's sort of been the bellwether about. You know, does this mean that this is for real? Because yeah. you can, you can put things downtown. You right. can put like you know the Rensen went down yeah. on the river, but still the city core was kind of a wreck, and it was full of right. wig shops and yes. you know panhandlers, and <laughs> nobody went down there. Um, but when something like Midtown, uh, aka the Cass Corridor, or whatever you want to yeah. you know call that area. Uh, which had been so downtrodden, but yeah. still had kind of a vibrant culture and stuff, but it was, you know, there. in bad shape. Um, to see that coming back and that kind of, and, and things like the success of the, uh, of Orchestra Hall. Yeah. You know, um, I think that works as sort of a catalyst. I think so. That yeah. and probably the medical center, which is, you know, and you know, Wayne very, State University. Close. And Wayne you know, State University. And it's not very far from the Detroit Institute but, I mean, of you Arts know, either. It's, it's our, right yeah, it's right there. First, but that was horrible. Our Everything. first our first inner city um you know major um uh food source, uh Whole Foods, you know, even though people joke Midtown. about it. There it is and it's right across right the across street. Right across the street. Right, right across, across the street. street. Yeah. I know. And uh, so it's really spurring a lot of development. And now you can see all the the former vacant lots or things where things had been kind of decrepit or run down or just torn down. There's big new plans for uh, apartments. Lots of very fancy restaurants, uh, restored Mm -hmm. apartment (laughs) buildings, some gorgeous spots. Uh, It's been interesting. A lot of times um, I'll go to a Friday morning concert and uh, we'll walk downtown from Orchestra Hall and taking that little walk down Woodward Mm -hmm. Avenue from Orchestra Hall, you know, I mean – this was a, you know, a, an abandoned portion of the city for so long. Right. And now, little by little, it's coming back. Of course, you know, you got the great big, huge Little Caesar Stadium mm-hmm. right, you know, right there. And that actually improved that area a lot, too, you know. Right. Wasn't crazy about, it, you know, another sports stadium right downtown. But well, there, we're just hoping that uh, the Illich family will make good on their promises right. to actually develop the area around the rest it, of it and not leave it as and parking that, lots. But <laughs> as far as Woodward Avenue goes, yeah. you know, someone was telling me, you know, it doesn't even really look like a stadium. You know, I mean, across the street, you've got Comerica Park. That looks like a stadium. 
this kind of, I mean, you've got all these restaurants out front. You've got Kid Rock's restaurant. You've got Mike Illich's pizza restaurant, you know, all this stuff. So it kind of could be like maybe an office building and restaurants and offices. Well, it's not a, it doesn't look like a huge monolith. No. You know, it, it's it, not it, Comerica Park. Yeah, on the outside, it actually looks like in individual businesses, you know. It does. Uh, you know, the way they set it up. It yeah, has a little bit more of a. They've changed the facades right. a little bit. So that yeah. uh, it blends in a whole lot better. It doesn't right. stick out like a sore thumb. No, it's got a little bit of more of a Main Street, Woodward Avenue vibe to it. Right, so. right. But I'm so happy. You know, I every time I go down there, I'm just so happy to see more development, more comeback. It, it, it's just a wonderful thing. And, you know, as we expected what happened, it's you know gradually beginning to push uh, further north into the north end. It is. You know? Up to the the new center and beyond, yes. You know, and they're developing. New center is looking good. They're these developing days too. the area around, uh, you know, Grand uh, Grand Boulevard and and Woodward, right? Uh, you know, bringing that back as a as a retail area. Oh uh, yeah, we've got H and M opening up in just a week or two. I think right, right on Woodward. There, yeah, so. right. And it's moving out to the east and the west, so that it's not just a real narrow no. corridor. I mean, the housing no. is going all the way over. You know, a couple miles east and, and it's west. It's coming so, back. Yeah, it's coming back. Well, I think we've we've come to the end of our podcast here. Uh, this is one of our favorite subjects, yeah, Orchestra Hall. Yeah, so. our, our listeners should really check it out. It's, Absolutely. It's a wonderful There's something venue. for everything. You're, and they have some great Christmas, you know, holiday concerts coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've kept their pricing really, I think, competitive. You can pay a whole lot for the top seats. I know. But like we've said, you know, there's not a bad seat in the there house. There isn't. You know, those orca- I mean, those uh, balcony seats that I get usually are around maybe $32 a seat, which isn't too bad to see, you know, a world-class um, orchestra playing some gorgeous, gorgeous music. The we pop paid, series is we, amazing. We paid $50, but we could have gone a few seats back yeah. and paid 25 Right. <laughs> Absolutely. All righty. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on our journey into Detroit's past, present, and yeah. future. Um, our, our next one, we may, uh, Linda and I have been talking about uh, taking a, uh, a holiday trip downtown. I'm dying to yeah. go see so all the that'll new be, stuff. That, that may be our next reporting. That will because be fun. That's, very, that's an exciting time of year to, to be downtown. Absolutely. And we invite you all to explore the Comeback City.